Today we are going to talk about Sex Baby, yeah, the Hispanic version.、Uh, we know that this topic can sometimes feel taboo,、um, but why is it taboo? Why don't we want to talk to our kids about sex? Welcome to another episode of In the Middle. Are you caught in the middle of two cultures? My name is Eddie Minaya. I'm a creative professional living in the、uh, DC area,、uh, United States. I was born in Peru, and I've lived in this area for the last 35 years.、Uh, in this last episode,、um, Chris Hypnotic, a radio personality from the DC area,、uh, we talked about accents. And if you're interested in that episode, you can listen to that episode, episode nine. But why? Let's go back and talk about sex. Why is sex talk such a taboo? Why don't we want to talk to our kids about sex? I don't know. Is it is it a tradition? Is it in old times sex was、uh, just not talked about,、uh, especially among women?、Uh, how do young people learn about sex?、Uh, likely from experiences、uh, that started pretty pretty much probably at some time in their life. And they just never talked about it, so it was somewhat of a trial and error to a degree.、Um, you know, back in the day, I'm talking about when grandparents'、uh, generation they sometimes got married、uh, as virgins, very young, as they, you know, probably only had a, one sexual partner and never really talked about it. Well. I will share how it was、uh, for my generation.、Uh, you know, our our parents ra- rarely talked about sex.、Um, we learned sex from magazines, from movies.、Uh, this was time where movies were not accessible online, so the the internet、um, didn't exist. So it was videotapes, magazines, DVDs. Uh, however, your friends,、uh, and then obviously you got information from your friends, but your friends were just as clueless as, as you.、Uh, so the advice you got from your friends was probably horrible.、Um, that, but that's how that's how we learn, you know, trial and error.、Um, you know, this lack of education also brought、uh, pregnancies, STDs, etc.,、uh, to a young selves, and many, you know, we became parents at an early age, sometimes too early. The sex education we used to get in PE class, if you remember, they still do it today. For 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 what I remember, it just was not enough.、Uh, everyone thought that it was funny. No one took it seriously. And we couldn't go and ask your mom or dad. I mean, that was just like no, no, no.、Um, but how is it today in the year 2023? Are kids asking parents about sex? Are Hispanic parents open to discussing、uh, discussing it with their with their children? I would have to say that it feels that our community and our generation are more open to to sex talk today.、Uh, we have definitely progressed some,、uh, and we're open、uh, to talk about it, even with the talk about you know gay, lesbian, and even talk about the LGBT community.、Um, but we still got a lot of work to do. If you like this content,、uh, don't forget to subscribe. I stream this podcast via YouTube,、uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Spotify, search for In the Middle Podcast, Are You Caught in Two Cultures? Looking at statistics, uh, more than half, around 53% of Latinas in the United States, we're talking now specifically about women, uh, still become pregnant once before the age of 20. And in 2006, I know that the data, it's a little dated, but it, this is uh, what's out there. The pregnancy rate among teenage Latinas nearly double the national average 127 versus 72 pregnancies for 1,000 women between the ages of 15 and 19. And the Latina teenagers were twice as likely uh, as other uh, women to other ethnicities to give birth. Now, these were statistics from the National Institute of Health, and while they're not 2023 statistics, they're still eye-opening. Um, so are we not speaking with our young Latina daughters about, for example, birth control? I assume that that's part of cultural, uh, I guess parents don't want to you know, say, yeah, my 14-year-old daughter is on birth control because she's sexually active. Uh, I'm assuming, uh, I don't know, but, uh, you know, they'd probably be like, well, what are people going to say about my family if they know? Again, it's part of our culture. Um, part of it is probably also religious. Um, and understanding uh, birth control methods is the, you know, is a Catholic in the Catholic Church is not allowed, but if kids keep having kids, you know, the cycle is just not going to stop. So what can we do to make a shift? Is it education? Now, let's not only talk about girls and sex education, let's also talk about young boys. You know, in the Latino boys, if you're growing up in a traditional household, in a traditional house, a Latino household, you can, you get away with, with more stuff. Um, you get more freedom, you get more freedom to do other things, and if they know that you're having sex at a young age, it seems normal and okay. Um, but are we educating our sons enough? You know, what can we do as mom and dads to educate our sons better so we don't have so many young parents? You know, I was a, a parent, a very young parent uh, myself at the age of 19, which is very young to have a, a big responsibility. And while having children uh, at such a young age made me mature quickly, uh, it was also very rough to raise them without having any sort of plan or, or preparation. You know, and as my sons got older, um, I was very open about sexuality with my boys. But since I came across as the, you know, serious enforcement between the, the two parents, the trust that I wish they would have had when they were younger was not really there. You know, the sex talk that I had with them was an eye roll and really not listening. You know, maybe came across as a lesson and not necessarily uh, as advice. Uh, maybe my tone was too serious and they shut down and the message never really got through. But, you know, I went as far as getting them condoms and placing them in the rooms. I, I wanted them to ensure that they didn't have to go through what I went through. I, I wanted to, for them, you know, I told the stories when I was younger, the things that I had to do, what I had to struggle as a young parent. Uh, and I'm not talking about the joy of having kids because that is an experience that, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's hard to describe, but more of the struggle when you are a really, really young parent. 
let me tell you a story. Um, when one of my sons um, was around, he was probably around 15 or so. He had a girlfriend over, over the summer and he wanted me to drop him off uh, at her house while I was going to work and asked me to pick him up on my way home. So I did for a few days and, you know, I kept asking questions like, you know, what are you doing there all day? Does her mom know, you know, that you're there? Does the dad know? Um, of course, he said, yeah, yeah, her mom is actually there all day. So, you know, while during the day, I would, you know, I would text him and make sure that he was okay, make sure that you know, if he didn't need anything. Uh, and in one of those days, he texted me something that once I read it, <laughs> I did not know what to do, and I froze. <laughs> I mean, I look at it now, you know, so many years later, and I laugh about it, but uh, he said, I just had sex with no condom, and it felt awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I, I was like looking at my phone and making sure that, you know, it, this message was, was not a prank from somebody, that it actually was coming from him and not from somebody else. I, I didn't know what to do, what to say, what to respond. My mom was already racing like 100 miles an hour. I was like, oh my God, you know, does she need to take a pregnancy test, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, you know, I was going way too far, but I, I, I just didn't know what to do. I froze. So I called his mom and I told her what, what he texted me. And she was like, oh, he's probably just joking, you know, bullshit. I know that he was, I know that kid very well. I know he wasn't joking. Uh, I finally responded after retyping that text probably over and over. And I said to him in a serious tone, if you did, you might want to, you know, take, uh, she might want to take a pregnancy test because girls that age are so fertile as, you know, you know something along those lines. And it probably was the wrong response, but, you know, what would you have responded? I mean, it's something like this. What the hell did you say? What do you respond? I mean, you just don't know. So, you know, he texted me back later and he said, Dad, it was a joke. Never mind. Of course, you know, I had, you know, ha ha ha. And I was like, you know, this kid. He just texted the wrong person by accident because it was probably the last text that had on his phone. It was mine. And he probably meant to send it to one of his friends. Um, definitely not me. Um, but this is what I mean. I mean, you know, as a dad, it was uh, it was hard to even to, to stay neutral on this and trying to stay, you know, kind of how can I, what can I respond? I mean, even if we would have had this... Uh, relationship of, uh, of trust between him and I and he would have meant to really text me about that I mean what do you do what did you say as a parent you you don't know you you want the best for your kids and when you have something like this I mean I froze and I'm sure if it's something like that was texted to you from one of your kids you will freeze too so now when something happens in your family, in your, you know, you're in a, in a very, uh, let's talk about, we're talking about Hispanic families. Um, you don't want this to repeat, so you as a parent will try to protect your family so it doesn't happen again. Um, uh, and sometimes, you know, that also is not the right, the right way to do it, and sometimes it goes the wrong way. When I was uh, probably around 18, um, I was dating this girl for a few years, 
she was a few years younger than me. And her sister had gotten in some trouble before I met her, uh, before her and I started dating. So their dad was uh, didn't want um, that. I guess the same thing that happened to the, the other daughter for him to happen to to the, the girl I was dating. So I only visited her when her parents were there. Um, her dad always looked at me like, you know, you better not have sex with my daughter, or I will kill you. <laughs> You know, well, their parents work a lot, so they weren't home a lot, which meant that I couldn't really see her much. So, you know, I started going to her house while her parents were not home. <laughs> yeah, I sure did, you know, and we got away for a while, but, you know, I would leave before the, the, they were, you know, before they went back, before they were back home. But um, this one time... <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I think I forgot about the time. And all of a sudden, I saw her dad open the door. We weren't doing anything, but her, her dad's face, ooh. <laughs> it makes me laugh today, but, um, you know, back then at the point, I was, I just, I just didn't know what to do. So he said to me, please leave now in a very strong voice. So I did. So she started paging me, calling me, calling my house. This is before cell phones. So, you know, she kept calling me and I was upset, I guess, of what had happened. So I, I, I ghosted her for a few days, which is stupid. You know, it's, it was mean to do that. But that's teenage stuff that we do when we're younger. And, you know, we're just acting stupid. Well, she threw a fit with her parents and I told, and I didn't know this was happening. I guess this was on the two days that I was, um, that I ghosted her and she threw a fit and she told the parents that she would leave the, that she was going to leave the house and uh, if they didn't let me visit her while they weren't home. Um, and, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I mean, this, this is, a, must have been like 18 and she was, I guess, like 16. I'm like, well, where would you have gone? And they would have said, you know, go. And I'm like, with me? <laughs> uh, who knows? Well, finally I spoke with her and, you know, we made up. And, you know, I became the only boy allowed at the house while the parents were not, were, were not home. Um, but they gave me the responsibility to look out to make sure that no other, I guess, her sister's boyfriends were coming home while they were away but of course they did and i didn't say anything again this is just stupid stuff you know but i wonder if uh their parents knew that i was having sex with a daughter or if they thought that all we did was hang out and watch tv <laughs> you know sex education was non-existent in our household or mine so as i said even though i you know i pretended that i knew a lot because i was kind of because i was a boy and latino man you know young boy i pretended that i knew everything and while she was not my first partner i was still learning so trial and error trial and error you know as hispanic parents young middle age or older parents we need to progress more and have our children trust us more so they can have open discussions uh, and they can ask questions um, about sex. 
Uh, pregnancy is not the only thing that we need to worry about. I mean, nowadays, STD, HIV, monkeypox, etc., etc., etc. No matter if your kids, you know, sons, if they're men or sons or daughter, we should treat them the same, with the same respect, and educate the same way, teaching the same stuff. You know, school sex ed is not going to be enough. Um, they need to feel that they're, they have a home environment and this open space to us you know that they can ask questions at their home without feeling embarrassed or ashamed i think we also as parents need to have more education about about uh, how to talk to your children about this and i don't think there's a lot of of that happening and i think that's another reason why we um we almost like if we don't talk about it it's not going to happen when we know we know that's going to happen either way if you like this content, don't forget to subscribe. I stream this podcast via uh, YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other uh, services. Search for In the Middle Podcast. Are you calling two cultures? Well, we have come to the end of episode 10. Um, if you have any questions or have a, a topic that you would like to talk about on this podcast uh, or would like to be in it, uh, contact me. Uh, but until next time, my friends, take care. If you like this content, don't forget to subscribe. Um, and this podcast, as you know, I'm talking about my experiences of living of two or more cultures. And if you like any of the merchandise like this hat that you see me wearing, um, you can actually uh, click on the link that you see below and you'll be able to uh, purchase it. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.